forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary Stories, stories to, tell to Tell on the pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about. It's primarily a comedy podcast. Uh, so think of it as like Dom DeLuise finding a ventriloquist dummy in the trunk of his car. Yes. You yes. Know? Think like thick character actor of yesteryear. <laughs> um, and you've got our vibe. Nailed on the head. That's not a phrase, but you know, I got. It I like hurt. it. It's it yeah. Certainly hurt. We've talked about this before, but it seems like the the general energy of the show is less Anna and I are ghost hunters, and more Anna and I are in a kitchen at a party talking about something spooky that our nephew's babysitter's grand aunt told her. <laughs> That's Andrew. I have to say we should go into a board meeting right now because we're ready to. That's exactly our deal. Yeah. If you are someone who has ever been the person to um, too soon talk about ghosts with people you've just met or if you love that person, mm-hmm. this is your podcast. Um, yeah. Um, uh, and Andrew and I are afraid of everything. Correct. And we've been friends for 13 years mm-hmm. and um, we are cool. We are and cool. Please believe us. Please believe that we're... You, yeah, it's quarantine and it's a podcast so you can't see it. But Andrew and I are both... We've got our little t-shirt sleeves rolled up with a little cigarette box in it. <laughs> and we go to put a comb through our hair and it gets stuck so hard. And then I we know. just pretend like the comb is a new trend. And then our Jinko jeans fall down. Yeah, we're greasers who wear Jinko jeans. Yeah, exactly. We're confused about what decade it is. We don't know what decade, but the jig is up. We're not cool. We're ghosts. <laughs> I can't wait to be a ghost. I don't know about you, Andrew. What do you think? Fingers crossed. I'm hoping that what I am is an elegant ghost and not like a slime ghost. You know, that's sort of the... Sure. But I worry. I a, worry a dry ghost. slime ghost. Uh, you really... I, I know you very well, and I really wouldn't be able to tell you if you're going to be a dry ghost or a, a slime ghost. <laughs> Our our friend Emily Schmidt, um, one of her like getting to know you questions is, do you think you're going to end up a soft grandma or a bony grandma? Wow. And I do think there is, it tells you a lot about someone, what they suspect, what, what type of grandma they suspect they're going to be. <laughs> Love Emily. That's such a good question. I'm <laughs> soft a grandma question. all the way. Oh, it's all soft grandmas here. I'm going to have some fat built low to the ground dogs. <laughs> My Confusing dogs arms. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. The arms are absolute curtains. Um, <laughs> yeah. I aspire to be a grandmother as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Just skip kids and go straight skip to grandparents. Um, I think that I would be a zombie and not a ghost, but mm. I would become a zombie and then just be too lazy to get up. So I just stay in my grave. Oh, that's good. I, yeah. I like that. I think probably the type of haunted ghost I'll be is just a painting whose eyes move. I think that's the kind of... <laughs> that's good. Yeah. People Nothing forget too that... high maintenance. Yeah. Paintings are ghosts. <laughs> Paintings are ghosts. Don't try to um, convince us different. Don't try. Um, Andrew, um, should we do... Uh, should we start things off by calling out the people who are not interested in hearing about poop? Or should we end on that? 
or should we never talk about it? Um, it just, I just, you know what? Yeah, we, we trust you all. And I think you trust us. And if this isn't your vibe, please feel free to skip ahead 30 seconds and it'll be over. I'll make it brief. The, um, the poop your pants curse has made its way back around. So I feel like maybe I've closed the loop and, and God help me if I'm starting it again by telling you all about it. But just minute, we had to start our episode late because, um, Chris and I, I made in an attempt to cook more healthfully, I made a, a big ziti that was mostly spinach. And uh, Chris and I have been eating it for the past couple days and we finished it today. And um, and yeah, I guess you really shouldn't eat a pound of spinach in a couple days <laughs> because I rushed to the bathroom. Chris was in the bathroom. And I was like, hi, uh, something's going on and I might need to get in there. And he was like, I'm going through something right now and I will let you know. <laughs> oh my God. And you've been married four or five years? Five years this October. Five years and still very polite with your poops. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Jason and I are absolutely pissing on each other in the shower. <laughs> Just, there's no maintaining eye contact while ripping farts from too deep. They're not ready to go yet. Wow. It's, it, we're absolutely feral. Um, <laughs> but I, I know, Andrew, I really, I really relate to this. I, I think a lot of people in quarantine can kind of understand that like, as we're trying to eat a vegetable, um, mm-hmm. our bodies just weren't, they're not primed for it yet. And <laughs> I'll, I'll make, I'll be like tofu and then Jason and I will eat it. And it's just over for a week. <laughs> like our bodies were made for chips. <laughs> My can't. body's like something that's not mayonnaise. I don't know what to do with this. Hell, hell, hell. reject. Oh, um, call somebody. <laughs> So yeah, so that's and listen for for those who you know are like they just talk about their weekends again. We're talking about curses. It's on theme. It's so a, calm down. Famously, our podcast has a cursed pants pooping story that when you hear it, you or when you reference it in any way, right? Um, other people will will shit their pants. And you know it's what? The ring of toilets. Yeah, it's <laughs> and it 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 flush flush flush. It's fine. Um, <laughs> well. Um, we're we're a scary story podcast mm-hmm. and it's summer so what we're doing this summer if you don't already know welcome um yes. we're well i like hate i sound like a podcaster right now it's so rough no i think i think you're i think you ride the line really well anna between someone who you don't feel nervous for listening to having a podcast because they they so much don't sound like they're on a podcast but enough that like you trust and it sounds real you know that's the only nice thing anyone's ever said to me. Thank you. <laughs> You're um, thank you. Yeah, we. Um, it's summertime. It's a scary story. We're doing um, campfire stories, mm-hmm. um, which we love. So these are scary stories that have happened to you that you heard around a campfire story that someone like your cousin's friend saw a ghost. Yep, and they were cool, so you like listen to them. Um, yeah, and we're. These are all stories submitted by listeners just like you, wherever you are, in your wow. little in your little shorts. Um, <laughs> um picturing you in shorts. And there's nothing you can do to stop me from doing that. <laughs> are you wearing shorts? If you are, scream. Um <laughs> and um Andrew and I both have stories for you. We do. Anna, do you want to kick it off this time? I went I went first last time, so we can do I do. Um this uh story is from Jesse. I this is I swear hand to God, I did not this is not a Jesse bias. I know we had a story by someone named Jesse just on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um 
it's you don't have to be named Jesse to get something featured on this podcast. We exactly. are not we're not part of that old Jesse's club <laughs> mindset where you know I you got to hang I with the Jesse's. Jesse's club. <laughs> <laughs> Just a club oh, of God. like sweet skater boys. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is from Jesse, and he or they read. Um, Hi, Ann Andrew. (laughs) Sorry for the lame portmanteau. It was irresistible. My name's Jesse. I'm a huge fan of the pod, even though I continue to listen to it before bed and scare myself into sleeplessness. That's cute. We relate to that. Um, I've been enjoying your recent trend of sharing scary stories that people send in. In fact, it's my go-to icebreaker at a party to ask people if they've ever experienced something that they consider paranormal or that they couldn't explain. Wow, you're our people, Jesse. You're our people. I'll share the one that I usually tell at these events. To add context to the coming story, I'm a scientist by profession. <gasps> you guys! Wow. The scientist. To think. Everyone sit up straight. There's a scientist talking. <laughs> uh, I'm a scientist by profession, so the fact that this happened to me with my brother as a witness still creeps me out to this day. This story involves me and my brothers. I was about 19 at the time, and they were 17 and 12, so it must have been around 2009. I was visiting home from college over the summer and sleeping on an air mattress on the floor in their shared room my mom had recently left the family so my dad and brothers had moved into a smaller place we three didn't mind sharing a room oh boys um we've always been close and it was old school sleepover vibes in the bedroom there was a window that looked out onto a grassy slope since it was sort of untamed california wilderness the risk of rattlesnakes and poison oak was high so no one ever went out there It was California and summertime, so the window was left open at night to cool the room down. Ooh, spooky. (laughs) One night at around 2 or 3 a.m., I was startled awake by a loud scream as if a woman had put her head up to our window scream and shouted. (laughs) (laughs) My brothers were also awoken by the noise, and we huddled around the window to see what it was. We didn't see anything, despite the moon being relatively bright that night. We rationalized that it must have been an owl or fox. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Oh, oh my God. Oh, no. It's a fox. It's just a fox. It's a fox. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) That that's an owl. I will say, like, if I were someone who hadn't listened to a YouTube recording of an owl or fox screaming at night, this would have seemed insane to me. But now I get it. Yeah. We've already listened to a recording on this podcast of foxes screaming, so I won't, That's true. I won't do it We've again. And that owls. Point. We've just been playing you YouTube videos, and you're still here. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, we rationalized that it must have been an owl or fox, but it continued to creep us out over the next couple of days because it had just sounded so eerily human. My youngest brother, who slept closest to the window, claims that he had felt his bed shake when the scream happened. Ugh. Oh. A few days later, I couldn't sleep, and around 1 or 2 in the morning, I decided that I was starving and got up to get something to eat. My middle brother, who it turns out was also awake, told me he couldn't sleep either. I offered to make us pancakes. That's a really nice late-night snack, I have to say. That is. Wow. How, what, a, what a complete snack. Yeah. It's, like, simple, but it still takes effort. You know, you're, you're cleaning at least two things. Mm. As we were walking down the hallway, it felt as if I had walked through a giant cobweb, like a sticky, tingling sensation all over my limbs. I figured it was a spider web and just kind of swatted and wiped away what I figured was cobweb as I continued down the hall into the kitchen. I checked my hands for cobwebs, but didn't see any, but was more concerned about eating, so I started getting out ingredients. 
I quickly noticed my brother wasn't in the kitchen with me. I looked up and saw that he was standing motionless in the hallway. I asked him what he was doing, and he said that he, quote, felt really weird. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that tickles me so much. It's good. I feel really weird. I just kind of stared at him, and he looked really confused. Before I could ask him what he meant, he started screaming and swimming, swinging his arms around his head. Oh. I turned all the lights on and my dad came out of his bedroom justifiably angry and confused. My brother told me and my dad that something had grabbed the air, the hair on top of his head and pulled it. Oh, Obviously, this freaked me out as it was the same spot I'd felt like I'd walked through static. I told my brother and dad what I'd felt in the hallway and my brother confirmed that he also felt this strange, sticky, static feeling before he felt the hair tug. We searched around for cobwebs or a big spider, but found nothing. To this day, it still freaks me and my brothers out, given that we were awake when the static event happened, and that it happened in such close proximity to the scream. What freaked us out even more is that if you'll recall, there is an oddly similar scene in Paranormal Activity 3, in which a little girl is standing still and has her hair pulled. Ah! I was scared thinking about that. You can just... uh, I uh, famously being described the plot of paranormal activity as my favorite scary movie. <laughs> what freaked, uh, da, da, da. of course this absolutely terrified me and my brother, given that something similar, albeit not as extreme had happened to us just a couple of years prior, despite being a Dana Scully in practice, this event still leaves me a little molder at heart. Thanks wow. for making your podcast. And I look forward to many more episodes. All the best. Jesse. Wow. Jesse. That is very scary. Oh, the hair. This is my favorite kind of story, Andrew. I don't know about you, but like, like I'm all about stories where people are like, I was thrown through the air by demons. Mm -hmm. And like, I love to hear it. But something about things that are so small and like, just weird enough that you can't explain it is my absolute favorite. Yeah, I I think there's I think I think when it's something so specific like that, like hair standing up or, or like unexplained static, that. I think because we can place it and contextualize it with our own experience, it like somehow does something different to our bodies. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are, these are visceral. Yes. They're, 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 these are scares in the body. (laughs) Yeah. I, I also, I've thought a lot. I think the reason why I, as a kid didn't have a lot of midnight snacks was because the concept of going, especially when we lived in New Hampshire, like going downstairs in our, old, old Victorian house to the kitchen in the middle of the night felt like oh. I'm just begging to be ghosted. Yeah. And kitchens in those old houses have like weird staircases near them. Yeah. Like we had one called the dangerous stairs. Oh God. Yeah. We the dangerous stairs. Yeah. Yeah. We had like a narrow, I mean, I think I mentioned this early on when we were doing the podcast that there's like a whole YouTube video about, about how dangerous Victorian servant stairs mm-hmm. were. And, um, and yeah, it was because they were too, the steps themselves were too steep and narrow and you'd lose your balance. And like, that's what those stairs were. And we, we were not allowed to use them. And they also like, were not built great too. Right? Correct. Was yeah. that part of it? Yeah. Like they're like, oh, these are servant stairs. We can make it out of paper. <laughs> I hate stupid servants. They're so dumb and bad. <laughs> like, yeah. Cool. Be nice. Capitalism actually rocks. <laughs> um we are the only capitalist ghost podcast <laughs> oh boy uh, and then um, this is that's why we both look like we're 
85 years old. Yes. yes, yes. Hey, dudes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, dudes. Hey, dudes. How's your Roths? How's your Roths? Um, and also, like, just over the sleeping with the windows open is that really resonates for me. Um, we don't do it as much in LA, I guess, because of pollution. Yeah. And like houses out here have air condition or central. I don't know. I think it depends on where in LA you are, but like right. Right. the place if, we're staying now, we just never open it. It's not, it's not so common. I'm sure it's not out of the ordinary, but like, it's not, it would never like for, for most people you go over to their house. It's not like open up a window and let's cool off. Like that's not the feeling. Yeah, that definitely, I grew up on Long Island famously mm-hmm. and always got to have a window open at night. That's true. Um, with the little anti-theft locks on it. <laughs> that's true oh, piece of plastic little... guess what mr robber why don't you go why don't you go take a hike <laughs> yeah you can go to hell or ms robber wow mm-hmm. thank I you I, I love a scientist having a ghost story for me that me really rocks too that and i'd say like that point of view throughout all of this really elevates the scary story i think i agree okay anna should i jump into my story yes Okay, this one, once again, subject really hooked me. Uh, the subject of this email from Haley May is dead Mikey. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a yeah. That's going to be a, that's a man with um, an exclamation point of delight. Ma'am. Ma'am. Hey, Anna and Andrew, I'm loving the new Summer Campfire series, so I felt inspired to take a break from trying to convince people from my hometown on Facebook that COVID and racism are real (laughs) and write in with this story I've been thinking about for a while. I was reminded of it during the ep where Andrew spoke about being a child and drawing a scary thing to rip up, but then feeling conflicted on whether or not that was taking or giving it power. Back in the early aughts, I was an aspiring young graphic designer, and my favorite thing to do was get on the family computer and make myself posters for my room. Wow. I I wished I was one of these kids at the time. Oh my god, so cool. Having a good printer? Oh man. The best. But my parents had a rule that for every poster I printed out for myself, I had to also make one for my little brother, (laughs) because that was fair, even though he didn't care or want them. (laughs) (laughs) This seems like the vibe of little brothers. You have to give them the thing they hate that you like. This also smacks of a parent saying something once and then being like, damn, to be a good parent, I have to be consistent. (laughs) You know? Oh my God. One for your brother. Too much. I was about nine and he was about five and our computer was down in the basement, which did have one high little rock lined window, but was always dark and chilled at all times of the year. My favorite CD-ROM to work in was an absolute gem of a program called Printmaster Gold Deluxe 2000. Oh, the height of technology. (laughs) Oh, just add more words to make it feel real. Uh, (laughs) I took these poster designs very seriously, but my brother mostly ran around in circles behind me or crawled under my chair while I begged him to help me finish his posters so I could get back to doing what I wanted. Wow, you were a good sibling, Haley Mae. (laughs) One day, he was calmed down enough to sit next to me on the weird old piano bench with a blue velvet cushion that we had instead of any kind of actual computer chair, and we were scrolling through the clip art. I can't remember what we searched for. Most of his stuff was like airplane or something. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and both of us oh. were very easily spooked by scary imagery. So we did not look this up on purpose. But for some reason, out of nowhere, a horrifying werewolf face popped up. It was a flat and somewhat pixelated close-up of just the head, symmetrical, an open mouth with snarling, dripping teeth, blood-red, pupilless eyes that looked like they were glowing. And my brother's reaction was to laugh hysterically. This kid was scared of literally everything, but for some reason he seemed to find this face genuinely funny. What are you laughing at? I asked. He pointed at the face on the screen and said, Dead Mikey! (laughs) I tried to ask him what the fuck he was talking about how he came up with the name Dead Mikey and why that was funny to him, but he wouldn't do anything besides laugh and repeat Dead Mikey over and over. Finally, I shrugged and went to type in another of his usual suspect search items like Army Guy or whatever. Uh, When he saw what I was doing and sat bolt upright in alarm. No, Dead Mikey, put Dead Mikey. Avery, that thing is horrible. Why would you want it into your room? Because it's Dead Mikey. Finally, against my better judgment, I relented and worked Dead Mikey into the composition because I didn't actually care that even though I did have a vague bad feeling about it. Uh, After we printed it out, which took legit like 45 minutes on that printer, (laughs) my brother grabbed it and ran upstairs to show it off. Our mom, who generally threw a that's nice without glancing up at most of my creations, took a look at it and said, "Uh, what's that? It's dead Mikey, he replied, grabbing it back and skipping upstairs to hang in his room. That night, Avery couldn't sleep, and I bet you can guess who the culprit was. He cried for about an hour, telling my mom he couldn't sleep with dead Mikey in his room, but also refusing to let her take the poster down. Finally, they compromised by cutting it out of the paper and hiding that piece somewhere else, but not throwing it away. Kids are unhinged. Sorry, that's my own. (laughs) Haley Mays is not saying that I am. Avery fell asleep and my parents immediately turned on me. (laughs) They were convinced I'd done it on purpose to be mean and scare him, even though I wasn't that kind of kid and had never done anything, anything like that. They asked me over and over what show or game or movie Dead Mikey was from, and they didn't believe me when I said I had no idea, but was pretty sure he wasn't from anything. They wouldn't believe that Avery was the one who talked me into putting that face, whatever it was, onto the poster, because it was out of character for him. I agreed, but pointed out it was not in my character either. This is the most reasonable child, this is the most reasonable nine-year-old I've ever heard of, by the way. This is not in my character, mother. (laughs) It's not in my character. Also, I should mention that my brother was going through a years-long phase where he literally found something to cry about every single night. This is me now. Um, (laughs) Yes, we're both in therapy now. Feel free to plug BetterHelp here. (laughs) (laughs) So it did not seem like a big deal to me whatsoever. Anyways, I got in trouble. Unfair in my opinion. From then on, anytime I made my brother a poster, he would insist laughingly on a dead Mikey somewhere on the page. In the daytime, he was never scared of it at all. I would make I would make my mom come downstairs before I printed any of them out to prove that. Avery was the one who wanted this, and every time he would promise not to be scared during the night. Without fail, every night he would be terrified, insist that dead Mikey be cut out of the poster, and also seem equally terrified at the prospect of the piece of paper being thrown away, so would make my mom promise not to. I remember one time I was refusing to put dead Mikey on the page and got as far as opening the print settings menu. And my brother absolutely freaked out and started screaming at me not to print it without him. 
If our dad heard us making noise, he'd get mad. So just shut my brother up. I said, okay, okay, okay. And made the face as physically small as the program would let me and hit it in the lowest part of the bottom left corner. But it made no <laughs> difference in the nighttime. Any dead Mikey was still a dead Mikey and my brother still got scared. <laughs> now, flash forward to all the times I was ever down in the basement by myself. Our family computer was next to the doorway in <clears throat> into a storage room which was the only room not covered in tile for some reason, always freezing and had an open entrance to an unfinished crawl space. Often, not every time I was down there, but many times if I was alone, I would hear noises coming from the storage room, the boxes of board games shifting on shelves, tapping against the doorframe, clinking inside the fridge. Every time I heard the noise, I felt I, I would stop whatever I was doing on the computer and freeze. I'd stare straight ahead, but not really see the screen. It felt like the respectful thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> like if I just froze for a minute, acknowledged the noise, but didn't respond, everything would be fine. There was a small undercurrent of fear. Like if I reacted incorrectly, something bad could happen, but I didn't really think about it on a conscious level, but there was also an 80s style electric piano in the storage room plugged in, but turned off. Sometimes cool. after a few smaller noises, I would hear the distinctive clack of plastic on plastic. No, the keys no, being pressed no. down. My heart would drop with terror instantly. And I knew it was time to leave. I'd close out every program as quickly and quietly as possible <laughs> and run and walk and not run to the stairs, never looking back and reaching behind me to turn out the light. I love this. This is late to late nineties, early two thousands kid oh, yes. psychology too, which is even when I'm in mortal danger, I have to make sure I shut down the computer properly. <laughs> you gotta, otherwise it's going to explode. It's going to explode and your family is going to be put in debtor's prison. Okay. Um, as crazy as it sounds, and even though this was truly scary to me, I never really questioned it or thought too hard about it, just sort of accepted it for some reason. Like sometimes I'm not, ju I'm just not supposed to be in the basement, I guess. And this happened well into high school when I was a teen and chatting with my friends on MSN messenger, which was literally the only thing I wanted to do. <laughs> there I is never... like a, sorry, side note. There is a very distinct millennial divide between if you were instant messenger or MSN yes. messenger. I was, um, I was, I was instant messenger. And, and I was well, aim. Right? Definitely a hundred percent. I just learned about this recently. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I, I missed, I missed MSN messenger. That was, that missed me. Yeah. Uh, I never really realized how freaky it was until I told the story to a friend recently. Maybe the first time I actually told someone out loud and she reacted by getting really, really scared. And I realized, Hmm, maybe that was kind of messed up actually. Better help. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> After I listened to the ep I mentioned before, I put two and two together for the first time. What if, what if my brother wasn't just being a crazy little kid? What if the presence I used to hear in the storage room, whatever would play silently the turned off piano when it wanted me to leave, was dead Mikey? <gasps> Anyways, <laughs> love, love you guys. Love the pod. I found you in October, which is my favorite month, but also when I get the most big sad. So thank you for being a huge comfort and distracting uh, distraction then and now. Oh, that means we know that big sad. Um, big. It's a capital B, capital S big sad. It is. It is. So nice to think about spooky stuff sometimes. And also nice during core to just hear friends being genuinely nice to each other. Oh, Andrew and I punch each other in the head oh, outside. Constantly. No masks. You should yeah. see the bruises. Um, Thanks for reading and thanks for being the best. Take two mams and call me in the morning. Love, Haley May. <laughs> also, oh. Haley did, for good measure, uh, attach a picture of her and her brother 
which she's covered up, I'm assuming, the parent with a terrifying clown emoji face. It's the clown emoji face. And but two they're little, very cute kids. Little kids with bangs and head-to-toe print. <laughs> head-to-toe print. And then, for good measure, <laughs> uh, the Printmaster Gold Deluxe 2000 cover art, which, wow, just the most undynamic cover art imaginable for a clip art thing. It's, I, it's a clip art of, like clip art i know um wow no picture of dead mikey though which i guess is fair she can't find it so she can't find it i know she's looked multiple times for dead mikey werewolf clip art she says but can't find it which is spooky which so first of all this excellent story so so funny and and truly scary uh hilly may uh, but this kind of leads into, I think, a natural segue, which is I know we've been talking about this new advice section we're going to have in the show. Um, and you all managed to find the the cartoon about the giraffe with like her coat falling over her shoulder so readily. Yes. Can anyone out there find this werewolf clip art from Printmaster Gold Deluxe 2000? That would be such a gag. Please. Please. We love it. That's something. Um, we know that, one of you is quarantining with a desktop computer right now from the mid nineties. I mean, come on, we we know our we know our audience. We definitely do. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll start sharing. I know we said we do it this week, but they're still coming in, so we want to make sure everyone gets a chance. If you have an idea of what to call that spooky advice um, section of the pod, yes, uh, please send in some options, and we'll read them next week, and hopefully pick one. Huge announcement coming from me and Andrew's podcast next week. We will be announcing the name of our advice column. We Huge are, news. We are partnering with Big Mouth Chew or Big League Chew. What is it? What no, that? it's going to be Big Mouth Big Chew. Big Mouth Chew. It's <laughs> the gum the gum for big mouths across the world. Um, oh, yeah. boy. So that's um, that's that. That is fully um, that. Thank you so much for this story. Um, Haley May. Dead wow. Mikey. Just a, like a five-year-old. I just, I have to say, um, we can say like, oh, this is little kid stuff, whatever. Like there is a lot of dead Mikey in my past. Like, <laughs> no, I love this thing. It's so good. It's really good. And then someone who loves me says, no, this is very bad for you. Um, this person baseline doesn't respect you. And I'm like, what are you? literally it's dead Mikey. It's the best thing in the world. Wow. And they're like, maybe just a little bit of dead Mikey. I'm like, yeah, we're not like dating. We're like seeing each other. This, and then I'm sad. You're totally right. And this is a really great um, additional phrase adding to the lexicon of the podcast. A dead Mikey is something that you pretend to love, but it really terrifies you. You think you love it before you get involved with it. And then when you're in it, it's hell. It's a. It's dead, Mikey, <laughs> and you have to cut it out. I my version of this is that I had a book called The Very Scary Almanac, which I still have. Oh, um, and the cover of it was um, a zombie peeking out from behind a gravestone, and the zombie just looked so delighted in what it was going to do to you that it's I couldn't. Oh. I would pour over the book during the day and then I had to make sure I couldn't even see the the bridge of – what's it called? The spine of the book uh, at night. The bridge like, of the book. The bridge of the book. Um, I couldn't even see the spine of the book. So I would like bury it under other books so that I couldn't even see the title of it. 
Oh, yeah. Too scary. Yeah, but I couldn't let my parents know that because then I knew they'd take the book away. This is also um, every scary thing. We we talked about daytime courage on this podcast, coined mm-hmm. by a brilliant listener. Um, yeah, I want to watch a scary movie when I see it. And then later I'm like, there's ghosts in my house. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. I think that's a thing that that nearly everybody who listens to this podcast has in common, too. Um, otherwise yeah. you just, you would just watch the scary thing or read the You'd scary thing. You'd be out there with two divining rods in a field <laughs> looking for ghosts. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, before we go, should we do a scary idea for things that could happen? Yes. Um, do you have one? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You're visiting a beloved great aunt who you haven't seen in a long time. And you're getting ready for dinner and you ask, can I help you set the table? And she says, absolutely. So she gives you some plates, some silverware, some some placemats, and you start putting them down around the table. But you realize as you're putting down each plate that the stack of plates you have isn't getting any smaller. You just keep putting down plate after plate after plate, and you begin to think, how many people are coming over for dinner? And as you look, the table is getting longer and longer and longer, and you just keep putting down plate after plate after plate, fork after fork after fork, and and there still is the same amount of those things. And as you get to the very end, you look back, and the table is filled with people, and they're just finishing up their dessert, and you realize... You are caught in a time loop, and you've missed the dinner all together. That, that could, could happen. happen. Oh, can you imagine helping set up and then being stuck in a time loop? And then missing it. I mean, it's like and being part of the prom pr- <laughs> the prom setup committee. Yeah, but then you don't prom. You just watch. I know. Andrew, this is a nightmare. Yeah, this is a very specific nightmare. Not Maybe not the most exciting one, but but existential nonetheless. Yeah. Oh, man. Plate after plate. I know. I had some trouble with that plates. one. It's hard. Um, okay, I have one. You are a world-renowned deep-sea diver. And all of Portugal is gathered to watch you go off on your mission off the coast of Portugal. And they are wearing masks and they're distancing. And you you wave and all the all the little little hotties on the shore are like, Ooh, la lu, we love you. <laughs> and you're like, shut up, babes. I gotta go. I'm gonna dive today. And they're like, We love you. Hurry back so we can so we can wiggle for you. And you say, Shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm trying to think about diving. And they say, Okay. And then they do the thing where they mime zipping their mouth and throwing away the key. And then they <laughs> giggle and chase the key. And you're like, stop. Don't fucking do that. And then you dive in and someone lights a can and they're off. They're, 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 they're celebrating that you're diving. They love when you dive. And then you go and dive. And you're, you're looking for the, the Spanish galley and the that crashed here years ago and you're looking and you're so handsome and, and pretty and um, and then you go under the water and the first thing that happens is hundred seals poop on your head. <laughs> 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 
that could that could happen, <laughs> and that's scary. <laughs> and that is scary. And thank you for addressing that very real fear in the diving community. I also I have to like- say, <laughs> Anna, you've just coined yet another phrase, which is when you're being when you're flirting from someone from afar, you say "Ooh la loo." <laughs> <laughs> So defiantly not saying ooh la la. <laughs> ooh la la. You're, you're, too, you're too silly to know how to say ooh la la right. It's <laughs> too much of a little thing. I like that um, one. Oh, thanks. This was a ghost-free scary story, which is normally my least favorite kind. Like It's for me like a dessert without chocolate. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, we both did ghost-free um, stories. Wow. Wow, that's well. I feel like time loop counts as ghost. It, yeah, otherworldly. Uh, otherworldly, get out of my office. <laughs> um, oh yeah. boy. Well, wow. simply that is that's it. You know, we had some two good epics today. I'm really we had pleased. Some two good epics. Thank you so much, Jesse and Haley May. Guys, keep sending in your little stories um, and your suggestions of our advice column title and also um, scary advice questions. And this could be about a current situation. It could also be about a past situation where it's like this happened. What was it? That could also count as advice. We can advise you. That's really, really we can diagnose. Happy to diagnose. Uh, Please don't sue us. Don't sue us. Don't sue us. You know, forever Uh, dog got the big lawyers though. So bring it on. (laughs) No, thank goodness. Uh, Oh, and one other thing you can do for us. Get Get out forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.